0: Hi, this is Larson Hicks, and welcome to my podcast, where I rant and rave about whatever it is I'm currently thinking about, and also occasionally bring in much smarter guests for longer conversations about topics they're passionate about. Thanks for joining me. Let's get into it. Welcome to uh, Larson Hicks's podcast, whatever you want to call it. Uh, this is my YouTube channel where I talk about whatever it is I want to talk about with uh, people that are smarter than me more often than not um and today i've got one of those people uh, my old boss mr andrew crappy great to have you on the show sir
1: nice to see you and thanks for having me
0: yeah man so um andrew and i go way back um i worked for andrew at originally what was called cc benefits um and uh, in a small little office over there played some played some uh some, uh, wiffle ball in the parking lot behind that building. Yep. Um, I mean, I think there were little like foosball, 10, 15 employees. Pong.
1: We, we basically just played more. I, I, we yeah. did get some work done. We got a lot of work mm-hmm. done. Um, we got to start off off the ground, but yeah, we That's did, right. we did have some good times.
0: Yep. That's right. <laughs> so Andrew, um, Andrew's the CEO of that company grew it a lot, um, spun off some companies and, uh, eventually exited and, um, and uh the company is still still growing and still thriving um but andrew uh you you got out of the company how long ago was it now
1: uh nine months ago
0: not even a year that's crazy no yeah no it is (laughs) it's been it's it's been a little wild it's been a wild ride well so I'm I'm really interested in having you on the show here because because you and I um, got to reconnect at uh, the Fight Laugh Feast Conference in mm-hmm. uh, Lebanon Tennessee back in October and you know the, our paths diverged I, I went off and, and kind of did my own thing and ended up in Alabama of all places and uh, and am now involved in uh, have been involved now in, in entrepreneurship and, and running a business for the last several years. And I've just, you know, my my own views on entrepreneurship and investing and venture capital and all that stuff have, have kind of evolved, you know, over time. And um, I've been a part of, you know, MZ when when your company was was acquired by private equity or or was you know had private equity investment and, and then was acquired a couple times while I was there, and then was a part of another company that had similar, you know, had a similar trajectory and. I came out the other end feeling like, okay, there's, there's some interesting things here, some, some interesting patterns. Um, and, uh, and so I was, I was really pleasantly surprised when I heard you talk, um, back in, uh, back in October that it seems like maybe we've arrived at a lot of the same conclusions, um, about a lot of this stuff. So maybe before we do that, cause I, I want to dive kind of deeper into entrepreneurship and what I kind of call the, uh, the, um, the corporate, uh rat race. But before we get into all that, I'd love to just I'd love to just real quick for people who aren't familiar with you, where do you live? What are you doing right now? You've got this big awesome sign behind you It says Red Balloon. What's that? Give us give us the background.
1: Yeah. Um so yeah, so I grew up in San Francisco Bay Area. I did the dot com thing there. I was then an early adopter of getting out of California. And I realized that the dot-com world, and I was part of a company that got uh, $32 million or so of venture capital money, and I turned 21 on an expense account. Um, and also learned how to waste other people's money, um, and how yeah. to not do some of that. Hopefully, uh, when it's your own money, um, or other people's money. So, right. uh, moved up to Moscow, Idaho, because I wanted to go to a church. I looked around, there weren't a lot of great jobs. And so I thought, well, if God's given me skills, I should use them to bless other people. So, uh, I started a company, uh, see, well, I partnered with two economists to start a company. I'll say they had a little consulting firm, um, and they let me, uh, turn it into a real company. And, um, and one of our first goals was 50 people earning over $50,000 a year, 50 to 50, because we thought if we can do that, and that's not a really good business goal, but it is a good life goal, um, For sure. is if we can do that, we can actually move the needle on this little economy here in Moscow, Idaho. So um, over the years, God's blessed me a lot. And so I have started, uh, I helped start that company. I helped start a company called Populi, which we ended up selling to the employees helped start a company called element robot, which we ended up selling to striker. It was a 3d printing business. Yeah, that's cool. Um, ended up, um, selling MZ four different times. And I feel like I'm that guy that sells the bridge to multiple people. Like, Hey, would you like to buy it too? Uh, so I sold it four different times. Um, and it's fun to do exits. It's fun to get big checks. The bad news is you also lose control in the process. So, yeah. um, the last round, we had uh, a board that decided that i was a little too conservative and a little too christian for their liking um, and so um, they actually told me you are welcome to be a ceo who is a christian more of a happens to be a christian you are not welcome to be a christian ceo hmm. I'm like oh well at least you understand the difference and i'm out so yeah. uh, i found myself delightfully unemployed and i have a housing development going i have a bunch of commercial buildings here so i have um, more to say grace over than i had time for anyway but a friend kind of dared me they're like hey you should start a job board locally um, and i'm uh, oh, always one to take on a good dare and so i'm like oh sure fine it's not that big a deal uh, to build a website and have a local job board so red the reason it's called red balloon is because if you've ever been in a hot air balloon it's a little bit terrifying and it's a lot bit fun um, in fact, I was in a hot air balloon in England, in Dartmoor, and like it was super fun, it's relaxing. And then he's like, okay, on the landing, I need you to pin all your children to the side of the basket in case we have a crash landing, you're their seatbelt. Like, okay. excuse me? He's like, yeah, ready? Here we go. I'm like, yes. So yeah, so just like looking for a new job, a little bit terrifying, a lot bit fun. So um, – and people are moving to red states or red regions of blue states to find freedom right now, right? You think of those, like, old uh, Germany movies where they, like, build a hot air balloon and go over the wall. Like, it kind of feels like that a little bit um, as people are leaving New York or Seattle or all of those big, woke organizations and big, woke – Region so, and then redballoon.work dot work because com sounds like communist, doesn't it? Like you've never thought of that before, but sound communist, and so yeah, yeah. work like we're going to work, we're not going to be communist. So yeah, there is yeah, it is, yeah. dot work. So uh, it's a matchmaking service for uh, conservative businesses and conservative job seekers.
0: Ta-da! That's it. That's amazing. Well, it's very cool. I know. I know um, you've been getting tons of tons of uh, of interest and publicity, and and uh, it makes perfect sense. It's been this this last, these last couple of years have been such a crazy, crazy uh, time. And, uh, and so many have been, uh, there's just been so much migration, you know, for work, just people trying to find employers who, um, aren't, uh, aren't woke and aren't, aren't, we, we have a bunch of those here in in Huntsville, Alabama, our church has grown tremendously in our, in really our first year and a half of existence. And, uh, and a lot of them are people who have moved from, New York, New Hampshire, you know, um, California, just people who are like, man, I just want to work somewhere where I don't have to like, you know, know, swallow hook, line and sinker. All of this woke nonsense.
1: Yeah, no, and it really isn't woke nonsense. And I think a lot of people have no idea how bad it is. I mean, you hear what's happening at Disney right now. Uh, A report came out today that American Express is one of the worst woke businesses. And they really are pushing CRT training. I talked to wow. one lady who's actually at Deloitte and she's like, yeah, I just finished a two hour CRT training where I was told that I was evil because I was white. She's mm-hmm. like, so that's hugely motivating. Yeah, what a uh, I feel like productivity was through the roof after that meeting. And then the manager kind of gets up and says, you know, I wish all those unvaccinated people would go to an island together and die. I'm like, wow americans saying that to each other fantastic sounds like a win and so but there was this moment where she's like and she's like i've just always kept my head down as kind of a conservative christian and I'm like you know what it's time so she's like hey i'm not going to get a vaccine and she says the room just like dead quiet right but then another person's like yeah me neither and then another person's like yeah i'm not going to do the do the shot and it's and i think it's a lesson that conservatives we're the largest ideological group in america and the least likely to say anything right and that's the problem Um, and so i thought you know if we can have red balloon be an opportunity that if people at deloitte or disney or american express stand up actually have an opinion um, and lose their job or don't get a promotion because of it there are other companies out there that are willing to hire them totally Um, and and then the companies that are on red balloon You got to sign a pledge that hey you care about the constitution and you care about freedom Um, but you're going to get access to like the best employees right and we all know that when you have someone that's in your hr department whining all the time about all the things they don't have not productive right? right but when you have people who are like hey what if i just worked and wanted to bless my customers or you bless your customers um those are the best kind of people so yeah and it'll be really interesting as conservatives are moving to conservative businesses um, and you have liberals that are staying in liberal businesses at some point they're gonna devour each other. So yeah. I don't know it'd be it'd be interesting times that we live in.
0: Yeah, no no without a doubt. Well, I think it's very cool, Andrew, and I'm excited about it. Um, i I think uh, there's a lot of different things you've said so far, just as part of your story and intro to red balloon that, that are that are interesting and worth maybe going down some rabbit trails. One is I think, Um, I think it's, you know, those of us in our, you and I belong to a very small kind of subculture that, um, in the, the CREC, um, you know, this, this, uh, kind of niche reform Presbyterian crew, um, and, uh, and, um, but, but for those that are in this, in this, uh, this sort of movement, so to speak, um, we know that what's happening right now in Moscow is really crazy, um, just a, a massive migration of people to this little town, and, and just an, a tremendous amount of output from Canon Press and, and, uh, and the different ministries based out of their logos. Um, and your goal for 50 employees earning 50,000, to me, I think, I think a lot of people probably underestimate how central that work um, has been to the success of, of, the, uh, of all of those ministries. Um, and, and it's something that I, that I think, um, Christians, you know, Christians are really excited about supporting ministry, really excited about, you know, going to church and, and, uh, and all of that. But, um, but there aren't a whole lot of Christians who are thinking, well, what if I could, you know, what if I could employ 50 people, um, you know, who, who could live in our church and build families here and contribute? Um, you, know, you need, yeah. you, we all need, we all need to make a living, you know?
1: yeah absolutely and and a job is such a really interesting thing right obviously the Dominion mandate uh makes it clear to us that we should be working um Adam had a job in the Garden of Eden before sin right so right. it's not that right. uh, is, a, is a good thing it's part of the reason I did dot work for red balloon dot work because um you know work is redeeming um we right. are reversing the curse with our labors yeah. um, and it's a really good thing to do but also um, it really is defining feature of someone's life, right? When you meet someone new, you ask them like, hey, what do you do, right? And that right. question betrays that a, a job is not a nine to five hobby that you happen to get paid for. Um, it is right. part of um, the dominion mandate. It's part of um, actually who you are, right? Your yeah. job is who you are. And so if you can provide people the opportunity to really live their best life um, and and do great work and be able to fulfill, you know, that desire for prosperity for their family, then yep. they can also go out and do other things, right? Yep. Um, there's a lot of, you know if you can provide a great income well guess what Uh, a mom can stay home with the kids or you can send your kids to a private education or you can help fund that church building or you can help fund other ministries right and so jobs are really part of the engine that allows good christian communities to thrive and so uh, this is what i've always been passionate about and if you can create wealth for individuals then they can do stuff with it and we can not just kind of we can uh, get back in the driver's seat on our culture
0: totally yeah, the thing that the thing uh, that was really kind of um, life changing for me, I've kind of talked about some of this on this channel before, but but I was, um, you know, I was kind of hard charging after the traditional entrepreneur kind of I, what what I now call shorthand, call the the corporate rat race, and it's like mm-hmm. this idea that you you raise a bunch of money. Um, the product is really the company. It's not like the, the thing that you're, that you're actually selling to customers. You're trying to paint this picture of this thing that's growing. That's got this kind of exit velocity or whatever. And you're, and you're, um, you know, you're, you go from angel to private equity to venture capital or whatever. And it's, and at each stage, you know, it's like the, you know, um, You're trying to you're you're getting better and better at selling the company. Like you've you've gotten better and better at making the company itself look more and more valuable. But it doesn't necessarily ever at any point necessarily in that process are you actually delivering uh, more value to more people? That 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 can and should be happening, but it's not necessarily. A, a hard requirement um yeah. it, i mean you, you're gonna run out of money eventually if you don't if you don't do something that people are willing to pay you for but but in the in kind of the valuation framework profit's not not really a great thing it's actually viewed at least in an early stage company as a really negative thing
1: right i know i know no and this is you know i've again i've been blessed with a bunch of exits yeah um and, and, by the grace of God, I'd love to never do an exit again, uh, yeah. which when I tell people that they're like, whoa, wait a minute. There's, you know, you get a lot of liquidity. Yeah, you do. You lose a lot of control. Um, and I would love to build businesses that my kids can work in and then my yeah. kids can run and that okay. my grandkids can work in, right? How do we I think can. more generationally? Uh, and there's a reason that big, bad private equity buys these businesses, right? They're buying it for a reason because they think they can make more money with it. Yeah. Um, and so... You know, you look at some of the businesses that I've been able to start and run over the years, uh, throwing off millions of dollars of cash at this point, and like, well, what if we had never sold them? What if yeah. we, now? You know, um, I think when I first sold Emsi, um, I learned a lot from those private equity guys. They kind of put me through totally. the MBA. uh um, Totally. Uh, which is great, right? And yeah. so, they're you know, don't take it as like, hey, all exits are bad exits. Sure. Uh, but I do think that there's a world in which we need to see Christians who, instead of having uh, good conservative businesses bought and turned woke by big yeah. bad private equity, why aren't we buying businesses and turning them conservative, turning totally. them Christian, totally. uh, and really installing some of these principles? Because. The reality is, I was talking to Robert, in, uh, who started a company, an organization called Inspire in mm-hmm. Boise, and basically does biblically responsible investing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he built an index of all of the publicly traded companies, which ones are um, you know, doing the best things, not supporting Planned Parenthood, not supporting Gay Pride Day, yeah, um, and doing good stuff, right? Not just not doing bad stuff. Yeah. And, and his thesis is um the companies that are glorifying to god will be blessed by god totally. and and i think that's true right yep. and so um if we understand the creator of the universe there then we should be better at business um, and there's no reason that we should give up control of those businesses we should be looking for ways to bless our communities to grow people up grow ceos up to yep. be able to run these businesses and go with them so totally um, again i'm a, a, at the ripe old age of 44 um, I'm ready to see how many businesses I can create that yeah. I hold on to and hand down to good Christians to run,
0: yeah. um, before I die. That's amazing. I, it, the, the, so, so one of the things about, um, there's the, the, just the word job. I, I think job in and of itself is connotes like a, uh, a task, you know, it, it, it's just a task that you're doing for somebody else. Um, and, and, uh. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with the job. We all have to learn skills, um, it, it, you know. Usually, always working for someone else like that's it's not a bad thing. And I also mm-hmm. think that that we tend to be very impatient, you know. About the American dream is like, hey, go seize the universe, be the next Steve Jobs tomorrow. Like if, right. if you don't do that, the microwave failure
1: that we're in. Yeah.
0: Right. Right. But but I do really think that. Um, like, I've been totally brainwashed now by CR Wiley and, and all the stuff that he's written on the household because I, I I think it's 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 just total paradigm shift for me this idea that um, that the institution of the household is this fundamental building block of society that has totally been eroded um, as both mom and dad have have sort of abandoned this this organization that they both have a 5050, share in they've abandoned it to go work for some other man's household um in which they have no equity in which they themselves right. you know don't don't get to get to carry any equity and and pass it on um and so the idea of of uh, side hustles and of finding ways to build build your own business um i think is i think it's something you know I, i'm in the staffing business not not the exact same thing that you're doing but i'm, I'm definitely in a business where i'm I'm helping people get jobs. But I'm also constantly trying to encourage the people I work with to look for ways to kind of unplug from the matrix, unplug from the corporate you know, rat race and start to build yep. their own households.
1: Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and I I'd, I'd say step 1 is you're got to you got to clear the fog and sometimes step yep. 1 is going and finding a Christian yep. or a conservative organization to work for totally. um, so that you can actually think clearly. I was talking yep. to a couple actually at the Fight Laugh, Feast conference um, and, and you know and that at that moment Red Balloon was less than a month old. Um, yeah. So it was brand spanking new. Yeah. Um, and But this guy comes up to me with his wife and um, at, at the little booth that we had there at Fight Laugh Feast. And he says, yeah. you know, hey, I've, I'm in Dallas, Texas. Um, I've been working for a company for 10 years that really just hated my worldview. Um, yeah. And you just come, hey, and he's like, I've been wearing a mask at work. Yeah. Um, they're talking about vaccine mandates. like It's just like, bleh right and the employer made it clear that we don't like you we just like that you're providing a bunch of value for us right you're creating a bunch of wealth for another household right right and so so he goes on red balloon finds a job with a christian employer and his wife gives me this big old bear hug and she's like look the situation is this um he comes home satisfied and fulfilled and is able to provide, you know, because not everybody can start their own business, but everybody can have the bravery and the courage to leave the terrible business you're working for. If you remember, I think it was like nine months ago, maybe six months ago, there was that uh, video game CEO in Atlanta, Georgia, and he tweeted a positive thing about the Texas heartbeat bill. uh, If you remember that, and his board fired him the next day, right? Wow. Um, And I had a number of Christians text me like, man, we're losing our people in power. I'm like, no, 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 hard stop. Think about it like this. That man who has a lot of skills has been using his talents to make money for people who hate life.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: And God is redeploying him to go and use his talents for people who don't hate life. Yeah. Right? Really straightforward. So whether you're starting your own business, um, you should absolutely be using your money and your labor to – um, bless God's people, um, yeah. and not, um, bless, um, companies that just hate who you are and what you think. Right. Totally. And that is hard step. If you're totally. at a big high paying company, yeah. um, I have an employee here at, uh, at, at red balloon, who was a GE health. And he's okay. like, just every day he said, he actually told his kids like, Hey kids, I'm going to work today. I might step on a pronoun landmine. And if I do, I'm going to come home unemployed. That's right. just the way right. it is. Um, and so uh, this is really exciting, Larson, because this yeah. is, uh, you know, this is one of the biggest shows in America that we're on right now today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I'm announcing we uh, launched a video game at red balloon. today. Oh, called wow. Pronoun landmines. Um, so his 13 year old son <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> wrote a game called pronoun landmines. And if you go to red balloon. right now. Um, you're going to be able to see a little link there to go play pronoun landmines. It's a a really simple game. You just have to avoid the pronoun landmines. And if you hit one, you're going to get fired. And that's it. Really straightforward.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, yeah, big big news
1: from Red Balloon. I love Um, it. All right, you heard it here.
0: Yeah, yeah, you you heard it here here, first.
1: But here's the thing is, like, you you need to you need to be brave you need to have courage and you need to you need to stand for what you know you believe and if it costs you your job it costs you your job yeah Um, and it would be better to you know what does Proverbs say it's better to uh be poor and righteous Mm -hmm. than in a house of feasting um, with wickedness and so uh, i think it's time for conservatives to wake up um, walk away from that massive paycheck um, and you might be surprised. God often yeah. blesses faithfulness and sometimes you get a paycheck you weren't expecting. Yeah. First, you have to have faith. First, you have yeah. to have courage. Totally. Um, and so, um, anyway, that's what we're trying to facilitate. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, you know, Lord well, willing we can.
0: yeah, God is good, man. And I, I, I uh, you know, I, my wife and I have taken a, a bunch of risks in our, in our kind of journey. And, um, and it, there's been a lot of just leaps of faith and, and, uh, and we've seen it with a lot of our friends too. And and and, you know, God promises that He takes care of His people. He's a good Father and He loves us and and He He provides for the sparrows and and uh, and the lilies of the field. And how much more so does He provide for His people? And especially when you're you know, you're not being, um, you're not being um, stubborn or or foolish, uh, but you're you're wisely saying. So so just an example. We've got a a family that just joined our church this last week uh, nine kids dude's been a air traffic controller for uh for his whole career he's like 50. um and he was like man this this lifestyle this culture and now this woke stuff and this vaccination stuff all of it's just gotten it's gotten to a point to where it i just can't i've got this family i gotta care for and i just can't handle it and so he just pulled the trigger and 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 quit and moved south. Just was like, yeah, I'm going to going to a red state, going to Alabama and ended up here, found our church the first Sunday they were here. Like didn't didn't even come from our background at all, but just kind of found us and then found an awesome job and is crushing it now and yeah. providing for his family and and even crazier stuff. I mean, just there were some needs of theirs that that weren't being met. Um you know, kind of spiritually and 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 uh, counseling-wise with family members that uh, that are being met here. You know that they didn't even know that God was relocating them not mm-hmm. just not just to find a better you know a job, but but actually to find you know a, the the right place for yeah, their family. So so yeah, yeah I think yet- I think uh, taking that leap of faith and uh, being willing to you know God's you know uh, something I think I learned from Tim Ferris. I think it was in his. I think it was in his four hour workweek book was people fear the unknown, you know, more than yeah. more than the known, right? And and a lot yep. of times we don't do the we don't do the, the work to just turn the unknown into the known. Okay, let's just yep. walk this through what's the absolute worst it's the absolute worst case scenario if I quit my job. Like what's the absolute worst thing that can happen? And when you start right. to think about for most of us, it's like I might end up in my parents' basement, you know, right. for 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 a few months, you know, while yeah. I'm delivering pizzas and applying for jobs, like I can I can live with that. Like that's not that big a deal, right. you know. Yep. Um, but I think that the fear of the unknown, and we're so we're so programmed um, these days by the sort of mantra of like having a plan and having a secure job and having insurance that mm-hmm. um, that it's just it, it just feels terrifying the idea of of, of like quitting a job.
1: Yeah, well, and I think also conservatives, on average, are the best people at growing numb to pain. Right? We can we can walk with a rock in our shoe a lot longer than most people. Yeah, because um, we're like, okay, we're just being sanctified, like you know. And so I think there's a lot of people at these large companies who are just like, you know, I'm just numb to the pain. And so my hope is that they wake up and realize no, there is a better way. Um, and it's not just about you. It's not just about your paycheck. You're supporting something. Um, and this is uh, Robert at yep. Inspire. You know, he he was the head of investment banking for Wells Fargo in Carmel, California. Right. Okay. So, wow. um, working with very wealthy people, and he said he woke up one day and realized that he had positions in three companies that made abortion drugs. Hmm. Right. He's like, so I'm making a return on my investment every time a mom kills hmm. her baby. Yeah, that sucks. Right. And just let that settle in for a minute. Like, it doesn't matter what returns you're getting right? It shouldn't matter what returns you're getting. And so, you know, he went through this big thing, really painful. He said, you know, our family was, uh, you know, baked potatoes and ramen for a couple of years, but now he has an organization that has multiple publicly traded ETFs. Um, and, um, they have more than a billion dollars that are being run through biblically responsible investment. Right. And that's one of many, many stories. And y'all need to know that like it's possible, it's possible to go out there and do something great. And it's really hard totally. and really painful. And God builds you up through that. Yeah. Right. You think about right. those risks when you take them, it, God, God cares more about the players than the score. Um, yeah. So go yeah. get it.
0: Well, the thing, the thing that you said earlier that, that I, I think just kind of trying to cast a vision here, maybe for people listening to this and thinking about what well, maybe I, I need to go on red balloon and, and start thinking about pulling, you know, unplugging. Um, one of the things you said is not everyone's, not everyone's got the skills um, or the know-how to, to, to go out and start a business um, yep. on day one, maybe maybe later in life after you've learned some things or whatever. My, my own personal journey was I ended up at a uh, – I, you know, I worked for you for a long time, which was an yeah. awesome place for me to just learn about culture and about a lot of, a lot of great things ab- about business. Um, and then I ended up at a company here, um, I think three of the four – executives in the companies and the company were elders at their various churches and were just phenomenal men just each them, yeah. um, excellent men that i just learned a lot from as as men just the way they carried themselves the way they lived their lives and the way they ran the business and so i, I got this you know as an employee but i got this front row seat um to 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 seeing how godly christian men run a company and fight with each other in a healthy way, and make difficult decisions, and you know, and argue in a healthy way. Um, and and I felt like that all sort of inspired me, you know, to, to even even more to want to go out and do this someday. Um, but I got to a point. I had this opportunity. This is what I want to kind of dig a little deeper into. We've alluded to it a couple of times, but um, I, I was about to take a job at this um, startup incubator. That was connected to an angel fund, and we were going to start a bunch of companies, and um, and I was thankfully uh, sort of diverted from that um, and ended up in this job I'm in now. But uh, one of the things I, I I realized over over time was that it takes virtue, it takes discipline, hard work, thrift, um, good decision making. You know, it takes all of these things, people skills. To create a business that's valuable, and when we turn around and sell those companies that we that, that are created through virtue, it's like all of these private equity and venture capital companies exist to sort of extract the wealth from virtuous people, you know, mm-hmm. and and sort of relocate it into um, into the hands of people that aren't aren't virtuous, and yeah, and it seems mm-hmm. like like we've got to stop that that pattern uh, mm-hmm. in, in the church. Yeah, no, that's actually interesting. I hadn't thought about it that way, but it also,
1: you know, reminds me about what a lot of conservatives are doing with their kids and what a lot of Christians are yeah. doing with their kids, Yeah, right? that's right. We're, we're raising great kids, and then we send them off to the government school system to basically hand them over. Okay, we made a bunch of great resources for you to have. That's right. Yeah, um, and, that's totally right. And we need to stop doing that, right? We need to stop doing that with our businesses, with our kids, um, and we need to, um, you know, be in, a, yeah. be in a position where we can uh, keep our hands on the reins um, because, um, God's asked us to do it. So we need to do yeah. it.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, it, it, another thing about all of this that, that I think is, um, you know, I, I think the the idea of inheritance has become mm-hmm. like the, the, when I hear inheritance in a modern context, it usually just means after my parents die, when I myself am, am very old, um, it's whatever money's left after we've liquidated all their assets and paid off the, the nursing home. And, and that's basically all that an inheritance is. It's not really all that interesting or exciting where, when you look at, you know, even the parable of the prodigal son and, and the, their concept of inheritance is very, very different. It it seemed to be something that you are coming into as a young man, you're actually Mm -hmm. taking possession of inheritance as a young man. and uh, and and it is your it is the thing that you do with your life, um, and so that that idea that that um, you know people complain a lot about well, our kids go off you know our kids everyone's nomadic you just you know you go to college and then you just go chase whatever career opportunity is out there. Um, I wish my kids would stay, and uh, the thing to me the response is well, what would they stay for? Like give them mm-hmm. something to stay for do they have an inheritance right. in your household or have you been laboring for the last 20 30 years of your life in somebody in some other person you know some other kids inheritance you know building yeah. it up for them does that make well, sense and it,
1: yeah, absolutely and it's also super satisfying because here at red balloon like i uh, my oldest son who's a senior in high school he's doing all my video editing for me yeah and buddy i can't tell you how rewarding it is to work with your kids um, Absolutely. and, and be working on something together. Um, and yeah. I've never had a chance to really experience that, but it is, is deeply rewarding. Um, one of the other guys here has his daughter and his son working here, um, awesome. you know, and they're learning alongside and we're building kids. We're yeah. building people. We're not just uh, yes. building a company, but we're doing both at the same time. So yeah, that's you right. can't do that if you're working for Amazon yeah. or like, right. Hey, I'm going to hire my kid to be my assistant. They'd be like, well, no, right. that's not allowed. Right. right. Um, and so, yeah, what, what, I I love the way you're thinking about it. Like, you know, you don't want them to leave, Well, what, what should they stay for? Well, are you building a business together? Are you doing something great together? Or are you just, you know, trying to bide your time until you're dead?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do they have a future in your household? Um, you know, I look at the Proverbs 31 lady. I feel like, you know, looking at the woman in Proverbs 31, this is not like, a. uh, a gal who's just sitting around, you know, um, doing the dishes and the laundry, like she's, she's running an empire, you know, she yeah. has employees, she has a staff. She, she is, is doing business deals, uh, you know, acquiring real estate and taking products to market. And it's like, wow, do any of our households look that way? You know, like where, mm. where you've got, um, uh, uh, the wife, you know, is, is, is out there run Is basically the COO of this kind of empire that that uh, mm-hmm. that she and her husband have built, and I think when you cast that vision, so many women have been indoctrinated that the most important thing to do is to like be be like a social media marketing lady for some some nameless faceless you know corporation. It's like <laughs> right. that's going right. to be super fulfilling, not. Not what the Proverbs thirty one lady doing. Like yeah. it's that that's going to really bring you a lot of joy, and and it's it's a total lie. Um, but yeah, the 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 uh, the multi generational thing. The other thing about it, as you were talking about Red Balloon and the people that you've got working there, is is when it's your company, you get to kind of set the pace of <laughs> growth and uh, and and how aggressive you're going to be. And there's just seasons, right? I mean, there's seasons of harvest and there's seasons of of plowing and um and sometimes there's seasons of kind of waiting um in business and and i don't think in the corporate rat race it's like go 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 there's always a time horizon we're always trying to show this this growth curve um with my company i was able to to tell our our board and our investors hey i'm i'm in this for the long haul i'm not all that interested in trying to like sell this and so i want to make this company profitable um, I want to be faithful steward of it, um, but the first thing we have to do is not take any risks. They're so big that we would kill the company. And so right. let's let's be patient. Let's wait for our our opportunity to to make a play. Sometimes you just have to be in the space for a while to to sort of ascertain where your opportunity is. Um, but anyway, all of that to say, um, you know, there are there's kind of a lifestyle component to your own business um, when you're when you're kind of running the show to, to be able to say hey we're, we're gonna do it this way we're not gonna we're not gonna just kill ourselves you know trying to meet um, these these crazy expectations all the time
1: yeah absolutely it's you know it's controlling your own destiny and you still want to be super ambitious right yeah and, yeah right and and, I, and I'm not saying that you're not right because um, we have a certain number of years on this planet yeah. Um, and we need to be using them to the maximum, to glorify God, to raise good kids, to affect culture around us. Uh, and so I had, always have this sense of urgency. Now I have the benefit of that sense of urgency can be on a housing development that I'm in the middle of, or, yeah. um, some of the commercial buildings that are, and, or being ambitious for your kids. Like yeah. instead of going and playing poker with a buddy, I'm going to take my daughter out for um out for dinner right and look for ways to be uh, you want to be ambitious you want to push yourself you just have the ability to choose what you're ambitious on right are you on you know are you an elder at the church and are you really dumping into families are you doing things that really are going to have a huge long-term consequence and so that's where you want the flexibility so yeah i would i would agree you don't want to um lose the ambition um, you just want to make sure yep. you have the flexibility to be ambitious on the thing you think is most important.
0: Yeah, that's right. No, I totally agree, and I and I think um, I I've kind of in my own life here in Alabama, I've kind of run myself ragged with with getting this church plant off the ground and and um, and a conference and and a bunch of different things that have been incredibly rewarding um, for me. There's not. i I don't have like a huge bank account now because of all of that effort but i've got this amazing community that my family that are my family is wildly blessed by my kids are blessed by there's probably future spouses now you know in in the picture at this church for my kids which is delightful um there there is something here to root my kids in in the place we live um which is amazing uh to me um huge huge blessing um But yeah, the, the thing you said is, I think you were maybe alluding to, there's the, um, there's that, um, that story you hear of the farmer, you know, somebody seeing the farmer's sons out in the field, you know, harvesting the, the, the corn or something. And they said, what, you know, you guys are successful. Why, why do you, why are your sons out there harvesting the corn? Why why don't you get one of your employees to do it? And he said, well, it's because I'm raising sons. I'm not just raising corn. Right. And, uh, and, and I think that's that's what we're talking about here is 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 I think um, there's supposed to be these three spheres of of like the state the church and the home the household and somehow in the last I don't know 50 years 100 years it's become the state um, the the state the church the household and and the company right. you know the corporation the, the employer yeah, right. And, and this thing has gotten bigger and bigger, like the corporation part has gotten bigger and bigger, and the state has gotten bigger and bigger, and the, and the household is shrinking, right? Yep. And I think what we're trying to do is is encourage people to, to uh, reverse that trend. Well, the reality is
1: that, you know, I moved to Moscow, Idaho for a church. Um, you know, you talked about the families that are moving down there to Alabama for a church, yeah. right? And when I tell yeah. most people, even in the Christian world, I move somewhere for a church or for a church community or for a Christian community, they're like, oh, that doesn't make any yeah. sense. But if you tell someone I had to move right. for a job, it'd be like, oh yeah, of course that makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, like, no sure. Big deal. Um,
1: yeah. and, and so I think that's where we've gotten our priorities a little out of whack, right? Because, totally. um, the, the church and the family should be much more central to our lives than the job or and again the job is you know vocations are um, blessed by god and we should be working our tail off and not burying our talents in the ground Um, but we need to understand it is a job it's just a job Um, and it's an opportunity to bless other people and i will tell you if you start a business um it's really fun because you have an opportunity to bless people in a way that you really can't in any other circumstance Uh, i've told a group of entrepreneurs before i'm like look um, sin doesn't usually just stay confined in one area. And so if you see laziness or anger or, um, any number of sins in your employees, I guarantee those sins are wrecking their household. And so, but you yeah, have an opportunity sure. to speak into their life, um, about that specific sin, um, uh, because they're an employee. Right. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. you can bless people in a way that even a pastor can't sometimes. Right. Yeah. And so I would just encourage you, like, uh, I guess this is my final charge is like, um, it's hard to leave your cushy job and go do something else, but it is really, really important. Um, and it yep. is enormously rewarding. And money is not the point. Um, glorifying God is the point, if we remember our, our totally. catechism.
0: Totally. Well, it, your, your, your actions speak louder in your words. Our kids are watching. Our kids are watching what we're doing. Yep. They're watching Dad get up every day to go – Work for a company he he hates, yep. and a job that he hates um, because he likes the salary because 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 the salary is good, and uh, and staying in a crappy community or a bad church community or not you know not having the kinds of uh, the kind of spiritual infrastructure that the family really needs, um, you know, sacrificing all of that for money, and and I think uh, I think we should be convicted by the fact that our kids are going to go and do likewise. They're gonna watch they're gonna watch that pattern and they're gonna repeat it and so the people you know I met a lot of them you included but a lot of people in Moscow who who upended their lives uh, because they wanted to be a part of a healthy thriving church community and and a, and a strong uh, uh, Christian school for their kids and um, and th- I don't know I don't know very many of those who would who would ever go back mm-hmm. and, and say you know I, I wish I, I wish I had I wish I would have stayed at the job and earned the extra, you know, 10 or 20 grand a year, you know, so I could. It's like, no way, you know?
1: Yeah, and, you know, I will say, you know, everybody's circumstance is different. Um, So I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to come and judge the person who is in a different spot than we are. Uh, But I do do think that um, y'all should push yourself. And the nice part is um, companies, organizations like Red Balloon, are out there as your uh, uh you know we we got your back right if you yeah. decide that you need to stand up at work and say no i'm yeah. not going to bow to you know and, and don't think that vaccine mandates are the end of the road next they're going to ask you to bow to bail um and you need a yeah. shadrach meshach and abendigo them um and the good news is um, you might just be able to find a great job a better job at red work yeah. so that's where i hope that i can um, help a lot of people out
0: cool man Hey Andrew, always fun to catch up with you, brother. Thanks for coming on the show, and uh, wish you all the best in uh, in your all your various ventures. Um, let's stay in touch. People can can find out more about red balloon dot, uh, at red balloon dot work, yep. and even play the uh, the, land, the
1: pronoun, pronoun landline game. It's it'll change awesome. your life, and it will at the very <laughs> minimum offend all of your liberal friends.
0: <laughs> awesome, awesome! I can't wait.